0: Welcome back to Rise and Rouse. We are so excited to kick off season two with a new slate of incredible change makers and community leaders. I'm your host, Erin Allgood, social impact strategist and artist. We have a wonderful episode for you today to kick off this new season. We're diving deep into the world of art and creativity with two amazing guests, Cecilia Ulabari and Manny Ramirez. They have experienced firsthand the transformative nature of art through their organization, Positive Street Art, also known as PSA. PSA was founded in 2012 to inspire a passion for the urban arts and to build strong communities through educational workshops, community events, and artistic services. It is based in Nashua, New Hampshire, but has achieved a global reach. We'll hear about the struggles and triumphs that Cecilia and Manny have faced in their own artistic journeys, including overcoming self-doubt, the fear of failure, and the pressure to be perfect. We'll also delve into the importance of creating spaces for artists to express themselves, collaborate, and network with one another. So get ready to be inspired to explore your own artistic side and to uncover the true power of art. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Rise and Rouse podcast. I'm so excited to have Cecilia Ulabari here and Manny Ramirez. We're going to be talking about Positive Street Art, their amazing organization. Cecilia, you and I met through NLC New Hampshire, which we've had a couple of other other folks from NLC um, from our cohort on the podcast so far. And it's just an amazing program. I'm just so happy I get to know you and get to have this conversation with you today and and to have this with you too, Manny. Yeah, thank you so much for having us.
1: Yeah, it's our pleasure. Thank you.
0: So I'll just, you know, Cecilia, your bio here, like you are the co-founder and executive director of Positive Street Art, and you strive to make art more accessible to all. You're also a mother, community leader, and a resident of Nashua for over 25 years. I don't think I knew that. I don't think I knew it was quite that long. That's amazing. <laughs>
2: that's an old one. It's actually 30 <laughs> plus years now. <laughs> oh, well,
0: <laughs> that's amazing.
2: But, but, but I'm 26. 20 something. So I don't know how that really works out. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Manny, you're an artist for all settings. You like whether you're on the dance floor you're using a brush or a can, a camera or a computer, you have a talent for design and expression and your passion for urban expressionism is what powers your creativity and craftsmanship. If the two of you don't mind just sharing like a little bit more about your background and just adding a little bit to that, to what I just shared. Sure. Um,
2: so for me, I've always been a creative at heart. I don't have any formal experience. Um, However, I do have a lot of um, artists in my family that have MFAs. And just being around um, a lot of entrepreneurs in my family and artists in my family, my mom just being very creative, everything that I've loved in my life has revolved around art and creativity. So there came a turning point in my life around 30 Um, where I was like, I want to do something that's purposeful that I love. You know, I was just hitting this breaking point in my life where I really wanted to follow my dreams. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now because I don't want to be old and gray and have regrets for not following that thing that really sparks my joy. And so I started doing art in my living room because I didn't have, I was a single mother. I didn't have money to pay for a studio space. Um, but also um, my kid, my, my youngest actually was very inspired by it and would actually create with me. So it was great to like have him there and, you know, spend quality time with him, but also be doing what I love to do. Um, and I had some art shows at home and then I ended up looking for a community, whether it be in Nashua or beyond to really showcase my art. And I really had a hard time finding a home in Nashua where I fit in or where I was accepted because my art was different than a lot of the traditional art around here. And all of that is great. I just couldn't fit in. So I found this um, collaborative called Raw Artists, um, and they ended up accepting my work. And I had a couple of shows in Boston, and I had a show in New York, and that just spiraled into... Now there's something, there's a little bit more credibility for me for um, this one group in Nashville who is doing um, a local art show downtown. And yeah, and then that's where I met Manny and we talked about our, our love for art and then talked about positive street art and bringing a couple of murals or just some form of public art to kind of represent our art here in the community, and then that just spiraled off into what it is today. But that's kind of my journey into art and creativity. And then the leadership side for me was really um, when I was a single mother. I just wanted to be a good role model for my kids. So when I went to when I went to college, I was involved in everything. I was involved in student senate and ROTARACT and. Um, and a lot of, I, I started a gay straight Alliance in my, in my college and I just, I found it very helpful to push those things forward and just, again, be that role model for my kids. And so then after I was done college, it then spilled over into then my career, um, started getting involved in rotary and joining boards and things like that. So that's a little bit about my, my leadership side of things too.
0: You have like probably like forty eight hours in every day, it feels like. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it seems like. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and I, I have for me, uh what you said that was an older um bio as well, but it everything pretty much rings true still. I guess I'm um more of an artist, like I learned from from, from the environment. I don't I went to, to school for graphic design, but I don't really take too much of like what i need for credibility from schooling um i kind of i'm self taught i kind of started drawing since i was as far back as i can remember tiny little kid and um i just not you never kind of like fell out of love with it so i think uh as as human beings you know um when you get to adulthood responsibilities smack you in the face and you start to like having have to um prioritize you know like what's you know What's what are wants? What are needs? You know what do we need to do with our lives? And um, a lot of the time, art takes a huge backseat to that, Mm -hmm. and it shows throughout society, all the way to funding, all the way to all the way through. Um, And it's not like as a as a way as a like some kind of trying to tell the world what to do, but I think. I think I naturally just never gave up on that part of my life. And I just always like stayed like drawing and painting and doing things that, that I enjoyed creatively being a kid in that, in in that way, creatively. And up until I realized that like, that was my calling and I have to, I had to uh, see that through because if, you know, uh, like if nothing else makes you happy and that does, then what else do you have to do in, in life and that, you know? So at some point um, in my life, I um, I was kind of in a rough spot, and I decided I, I think I need to go to get some schooling. I had graduated high school, but I had no further schooling after that. If, and if I'm gonna go to school, what am I gonna go to school for? I'm gonna go to school for some kind of art. So that was around the time where graf, graphic design was the cool thing to do, and there was like a billion like commercials online. Do you know how to draw? Do you like to make sketches of X, Y, Z, whatever it is? And um then maybe a career in art and graphic design is right for you. And then I fell for that. I was like, okay, cool. That, like, I fit all the descriptions. Let's go. So I uh, I went to school to uh, the Art Institute of New York City, where I learned nothing about art, um, but a little bit about, about design uh, and um, a little bit about um, the business of art. A little bit. I'm going to emphasize on a little bit because I feel like I got the most schooling and the, like the general schooling sense where you go to learn at school from that school was literally from just two teachers. Um, and they were more like life advisors than like counsel, like life counsel. That's basically what it was versus like actual, let me teach you how to do art or let me teach you about business. It was more about like, let me let me give you some pointers on life. And that stuck with me. They instilled the the need to like, to be wanting to get involved in your community and they're like doesn't matter whether you're going to go into into business in the arts and finance and whatever it is you're going to have to know who are the key players in your community you want to to want to know how do you help that how do you push the needle forward on anything that has to do with like your, your like your life the life around you and so i did similar things to like like cecilia they were like if, if there's like any clubs in, in school that, that kind of interests you, go join them. Um, or if there isn't one, then go start one, right? So then I started as a small club in school too. And then after that, like immediately I, I couldn't finish school because I couldn't afford, I was having to pay for school while in school, so I couldn't afford to continue. So I did like just over a year and then I came back to New, to New Hampshire and then I immediately took those, those lessons to heart and I just continued with it. And that's how I met Cecilia. That's how I met a lot of, the, like, the key people in, in this community. And that's kind of just been my motto for life. Just, like, get involved with with the people and, and things that are happening around you and figure out how you can help. The What I added to it was just my art. Um, but then, you know, I joined all these other initiatives that are, that were happening in Nashua along with Cecilia and all the other people that we met along the way.
0: I, like, I particularly, like, love that you you know share just like it you know you can you went to school for art but like the reason why you were doing you were just you were living a creative life and you were finding creativity anywhere really yeah, um, yeah. tell me like i mean how do you fa- how do you keep that alive for your mm-hmm. for yourself for both of you like right now too to make sure you're not like sliding too far into the business side of things because <laughs> yeah. that can and, and i
1: think that I think that, that statement is true for everybody if you if you choose to look at it that way like it could be you could be an accountant and then be creative with your accounting and then if you love numbers like that's your creativity and then if that's like like you could find a life that has something to do with accounting like and be creative with it you know like everybody needs money and then the the idea of like having to to like figure out a a correct way to move money around that helps everyone yeah. I'm sorry, it, I, I deviated from the question.
0: No, I love it. Go ahead, Cecilia. Yeah, I think for, for me, um,
2: so we get this all the time. It's my biggest pet peeve. So people will see either painting or they see art on the wall or in, you know, a gallery or showcase or whatever. And they'll be like, wow, that's so cool. I can't even draw a stick figure. It's, uh, it's <laughs> probably the worst thing that someone could say to an artist. And, and what I now say to that is, yes, some people have like an innate creativity for visual art. But what I try to tell people is every human on this planet is a creative. You just have to tap into whatever that is for you. So, you know, I completely agree that, you know, whatever it is, whether it's you like cooking or you like dancing or you like writing or whatever it is. <laughs> you have creativity and you just have to tap into that and it's okay that you don't know how to paint because you have another creative value that you can bring to the table and share or even just express it when you when you have
0: time i for a very very long time was well, when i was younger i would i had been painting and kind of like just taking like a picture and trying to recreate it and i had been in it, that had worked for me for a little while and then I remember being an adult and just getting so frustrated every time I would try to like do anything because it was just like, I couldn't replicate what I was trying to see in my mind. I couldn't put it on paper. And what I actually was able to do was I finally like just started like listening to music and I was drinking wine at the time too and found myself just being able to flow into it. And it was the most powerful thing to be able to like take like to like let go completely of whatever preconceived notion I had of what I was trying to create and just like let whatever appear. That shit's hard though. It's not easy to, <laughs> to like get oh, into that headspace. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. The thing with that,
2: it's like, so when we're born, right, when we're born and we're, you know, we haven't ex- been exposed too much to society and what we are and who we should be and how we're supposed to be molded. Basically, right? We're basically indoctrinated almost mm-hmm. in school to be like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And it's like all these other things, like being a doctor, a fireman, a police. You're, you're all, you're gonna. This is a career that you're gonna make money. Art and creativity is pushed down so, so far down on the. You're just like. Why would I even go for something like that? Even if you love it. But if you look at a a kid who's innocent, like painting or drawing or dancing, they don't care what they're doing. They're just doing it and they're loving every part of it. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like if uh, us as adults tapped into that inner child a little bit more and said, screw everything else, like I'm not going to listen to what we need to be. And just be like, just enjoy those things that really can make you happy, whether you're making money for it or not. Like just do the thing that you, that makes you happy and don't get in your head so much about it. You don't have to be this thing. Just enjoy the process. Whenever we do like even like workshops or things like that, I tell people deviate. Like I'm going to show you like you can paint this, right? But This is also yours. So try different colors, try different techniques, use different brushes, use your fingers. If you have to do whatever you feel in the moment and your piece will come out like it's supposed to be because it's yours. That's the beauty of it is the process. It's not, it's not the finished product.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, just, we have to try to like be like more conscious and less self-conscious. Um, you know, like, Okay, so this this artist that like is amazing and they're telling me that I like, after me saying that that I can't even draw a stick figure, they're telling me that but yes, I can, but then you look like, let me just go and start draw a stick figure. Like what's next? I'm gonna try and like make a living out of painting. No, you don't have to do you don't have your stick figure doesn't have to be fantastic. If you like to draw stick figures, draw stick figures. If you don't like to draw stick figures, draw something else. Like if you like if you don't like to draw at all, you don't have to draw. Like, let the person who likes to draw, draw. And, like, if you like to uh, sing, go sing. Like, sing in the rain, sing in your bathroom, whatever. Like, you don't have to overthink it. Um, because as soon as they pick the, the the pencil and they're like, oh, well, this thing has to be a masterpiece. It doesn't. It does not have to be a masterpiece. Like, I, I heard a quote recently. I don't know how far back this goes. I don't know who said it. But it's basically, like, we have to give artists a chance to fail and make bad art right because we're expecting everything to like to be extremely beautiful and all this stuff and like I feel like that's just not for artists like we should be able to give each other like grace to, to like fail at things like you don't have to be a perfectionist all the time like again it doesn't matter what it is that you're into it doesn't have to be just art but you don't have to make you know the perfect ballet move you know like you don't have to make the perfect movie. You can make a bad movie. Some people will see it, some people won't see it. You don't have to make the perfect podcast. Like like some people might hear, some people might say, oh, well, that thing sucks and I don't want it. Like that was not for you, right? We have to get out of our head for a bit and say like, well, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm going to do the best that I can. Like, especially while you're in the moment, I'm enjoying it. So I'm going to make it as good as I can. If it's not perfect for somebody, then it's not perfect for somebody. It's perfect for me because I did everything that I could in my in my power to make it perfect or make it beautiful or make it cool or whatever it is. But you don't have to like have that put that pressure in yourself that it has to look or feel or or, like be like something specific that you see in your minds. I would always try to do this, like look at the future and like say, like, I'm going to create something that's going to look like this. And as soon as it starts not to look like that, we're like, oh, we suck. We suck. I'm never going to be that like I had this perfect idea in my head of what I was going to create. And then now it's not turning to be like that. I spent too much time on it already. Now it sucks. I have to give up and on everything. It's like, mm-hmm. no, just keep going and see see it through and see what happens. Maybe it, may, it might be even better than than what you thought it was going to be. Maybe what you saw in your mind's eye was a different a, a different vision. And then what it actually turned out to be was even greater than the vision. PSA is an example of that. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we got, like no idea that this is going to turn into what it is right now we had no idea this this thing took on its own life and like we're super grateful for it
2: i think part of the creative process that people forget about and i'm saying this because i have had to learn this the hard way myself part of the creative process is play yeah and having fun with it like really just like getting out of your head give yourself that grace to like just experience the whole the whole process and just be in it and sometimes you just got to let it flow. Sometimes you're angry just throw some paint on a canvas. Yeah, that's not what you wanted to do, but maybe that'll get you spiraling and doing something that you actually wanted to do. And I've had to learn that because I, um, my mom was and is um, a perfectionist and, and I've only strived to do the same because I, that's how I was taught and so i'm like always like oh but i got to do this perfectly i got to do that perfectly and and manny has been a great reminder to be like you need to have fun we did an artist in residency program in manchester a couple of years ago and we bought all we brought all the supplies there and all the canvases and we had 3 months to do everything i didn't touch a canvas for the mm-hmm. first 2 months It was so intimidating to have all those blank canvases. And I'm like, I felt like I had to do this whole body of work. I didn't know what I wanted to do I wanted to do something new. And I felt like nothing was coming to me. And he was like, you just have to just start throwing paint around, starting, just start doing something. It might not be the thing that you end up showcasing, but just start doing it. And it was a huge lesson for me. Very emotional too, because I was like, I don't give myself that, you know, that grace to just, enjoy the process because I'm always like I have to just produce this thing that's in my head or not even in my head sometimes. Like so yeah.
1: I think that experience was definitely like a whole like like healthy, like creative, emotional roller coaster. That experience. Um I remember uh one thing that I learned from um Mariana
2: Mariana Beer.
1: Mariana Beer when I was like because it was I was not in in my own head in a different way because of like I was there and I thought I was there to find my style quote unquote my style and I'm thinking you know I'm going to be sitting in this place in this creative space for like 3 months straight by like if I'm in and out like every in, in and out every day doing creative stuff I should be able to find my style in 3 months like it's no like and then the further and further I went into it, the more I got in my head, I was like, I I I don't know what is it. guess like, I still don't know what it is. And I had a whole bunch of pieces planned. I had already started painting a bunch of pieces. Like I was working, I was, I was moving along. So there was not like a a like a pause in 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 like production, but I was definitely in my head. And Mariana said, like, this doesn't have to be canon in your creative story. Mm. Right. So like if you say, you know, like this is just a piece that I painted, but it's not part of my like part of the story I can keep it out right so I like yeah I painted that but that's not that's not me like it's just like that's just play I don't want to put that there I don't want to put that as as canon as part of the story like if I have to tell like if I have to put together a some kind of like portfolio I don't have to include that in my portfolio if I don't like it that was like another thing for me I was like the whole like editing of your of of what you want to show uh, the world of the creative process that you have right like you that you can edit that that that, that was like heard of, i've never heard of that before it's like she's like you understand you know marvel right you you watch the movies and blah blah, blah. like you hear that terminal like like was this part of the story canon like this does this exist in the story of the cinematic marvel universe like well, you can do the same thing with your work like this doesn't exist in in, in the canon of your creative portfolio
0: so. It's like you don't want to edit yourself before you ed- like you you know what I mean like you don't want to like edit yourself prematurely edit your work yeah. prematurely because you were like oh it yeah. has to fit within this existing narrative yeah. or whatever or body of work
1: yeah and so like doing that afterwards like okay I painted that but I don't really want it to be like to be shown I don't really care for it I'm gonna burn it like that was just fun in the in the in the process the pro I enjoyed the process fully but I don't have to showcase it as my masterful work that I'm going to show the world. Like, no, it was just play and it's fine.
0: I think people like discount, I mean, at least certainly I, it was, that was the case for me. Like I discounted like the importance of experimentation and detours and like the play and all, and like, every time I would just kind of like pick up some like a different medium or something like that, I would start to like, I don't know, it would, it would spark ideas for other things that I could bring it over here. I could do that. It's like, it just, it's never wasted time. It's never wasted energy by any means to do that kind of exploration. So with with PSA, like, how does that become this kind of creative, exploratory home for people, for both of you and, and the rest of the community?
2: It's funny because a lot of people don't even know that I'm an artist because mm-hmm. I've been in the, all of these leadership roles and always doing all these jobs that people don't even know that I have this creative side. They don't know mm-hmm. that I've helped with a couple of murals. They don't know that um, I do makeup. They don't know mm-hmm. that I paint like uh, bodies of work. They don't know this about me because they see me in this leader role. And so sometimes I put my own art on the back burner because I have this other hat to wear. That's very important in order to allow other people to create. So I do struggle with that. I do struggle finding time for myself to really work on things. And we have this beautiful space. I have access to it 24 seven and I have only used it literally a couple of times in the past year. It's a little emotional for me, but um, I'm working through that and trying to find ways to, you know, carve out that time for myself. But for PSA, I think, you know, it's really important to allow these spaces for other people to just sh- just express themselves. Like, and you don't even have to consider yourselves a quote unquote artist, right? Like you just come and, and just be yourself and just do something um, that sparks your joy. We have we host um, an art social once a month, um, the third Wednesdays of every month from six to eight at our space. Um, actually, last last week's was very um, very interesting. And what exactly what we've been trying to build? Um, it was very well attended. We had three people that brought their tablets and were doing digital drawing. We had a couple people that were doing like actual physical like drawings in their sketchbooks. We had someone doing origami. We had someone doing some beading. Someone was painting, or a couple people were painting. They were doing some Picasso stuff. Sorry, not Picasso. They were doing Jackson Pollock stuff. Because our floor was the best after. Um, uh, And then we had another one of our friends who's a photographer, and I did the makeup for it. So we had literally just. All these creatives in one space, just like just the energy in the room, like with all that different type of creativity there. It's exactly what we want. Right. We want like artists to have a space to come together, potentially collaborate, bounce ideas off of each other or just 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 be social or network with other creatives because you never know what that will spawn off later.
1: I think I think what we're trying to do in like in in that that answer is gonna continue to evolve because we're trying to make it open for everyone to be able to come and create. What we're starting to notice ourselves is that like that, like sometimes the um, the censoring happens uh, internally, right? So here we are being saying we are open to everyone, and then some people are like, oh, you guys look like you're so like professional and like that everything is just so like well done, and so like we're starting to like come to a level where some people see unreachable and they're like, you know, I don't know if I can go and just play around over there because like they do everything so well, right? So like, we're trying to like be welcoming and also like let people know that like where we are doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you need to be right now. We're literally just an example for you to know that you can get to where we are. And then further, we're an open book, like ask us any and every question what we're trying to work on now is, is to try to make sure that like people don't feel like they have to be at a certain level to reach to us so that's I think that's kind of like what we're trying to like show the community is that like we're not unreachable and we're not like closed off and we want to continue to like help any and every creative who wants to be like creative
2: So PSA is now with this new space we've been in it for a year now. And we're really trying to build this as a safe space for all creatives. One of those things is making sure we have programs that are accessible to underserved populations, such as the BIPOC communities and the um, LGBTQIA plus groups. And then. We also have a fully accessible space. So we have a ramp and we have the elevator and wider doors. We have wheelchair accessible restrooms. Like we want this place to be for anybody that wants to come in and create. We don't want there to be a barrier for people. If it's programming, there's a lot of times that we can waive that or we can have a grant cover some of those things. So if money is a barrier, basically then we will, we will work with you. We want you to still come. We want you to be part of what we do. We don't ever want that to be a barrier for people. Um, but you know, some of our other programs, like for example, the dance workshops that we, that we do, um, some people are intimidated. They're like, Oh, Afro and hip hop. I probably have to have some, some kind of skill, or I have to have rhythm. We actually had somebody come and, and was kind of intimidated but she came she was like I don't know how I'm gonna f- how I'm gonna do I have two left feet she's like I have zero rhythm she's like look at me she was like I have nothing she's like I have nothing to offer but I really want to try this because I've never done it before I'm like this is perfect for you then and literally like our instructors are really good with like answering questions or working through something that they're teaching just to make them feel comfortable at the end we have this whole like circle where everybody gets to just dance however they want or they can showcase something that they learned from the day, but it's really just to kind of pull everybody in together, kind of like a soul train type of <laughs> dance okay. to just like, kind of just have fun with it. You, you know, you, you just spent the last hour or so learning these dance skills, like shake it out and just have fun with it. It doesn't need to be anything that's inaccessible, basically. Like we we always try to get instructors that are willing to work with anybody at any level, no matter how much experience they have or not we're really trying to build something that allows people to feel like they have a space to go to and that they're welcome there no matter where
0: they are in their life. It's so important I feel like to have those kinds of spaces for people because like by and large they don't exist I think in a lot of communities. Just having those spaces where you can feel free to just show up as you are and and do whatever you want to do. I, I don't know, I just kind of I think about like how how rare that feels like it is and you've made it like you've been able to create this special place and truly become I think a hub of the community and and as you were talking about Manny just like just trying to make sure that everybody knows that you're not intimidating I mean you both are like pretty big deals though I think that's very true so (laughs) but no I'm kidding I mean I'm kind of kidding no but you're but you really are and so I think that that It's such an interesting challenge that you're experiencing, I guess, at this at this point in your in your work with that. Is there anything else, I guess, that's kind of surprised you, you know, at this stage that just was you're like, oh, I would not have expected that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we've we've done a really good job over the past 11 years to build our relationships in our community and even outside of our community here in Nashua. So people know who we are. They understand. They understand that we're approachable. They understand our reputation. They know that we have good intentions. And I think that that's why we've we've been able to really expand on that. I think the biggest challenge, well, anyways, for me coming into this role as executive director, I think, you know, it's a lot to take on. We don't have the capacity. We, we're still trying to figure out, like, how are we going to afford all this, right? This is a mm-hmm. huge expansion that we've done over the past year. Now we have more overhead. We have more payroll. <laughs> we have more bills, period. And everything adds up really, really fast. And how are we going to keep up with that? And we know it, it's coming, but it's jumping into this role and doing all the things that you really didn't have to do before, right? You, we used to work project to project. So we didn't really have a need for large sums of money. So I think right now it's just um, a matter of learning, uh, you know, growing our capacity within our staff, um, having a grant writer, having, you know, other talent on our board that can help us to fundraise and things like that. I think that's really what we're trying to pull together now in this past year and then developing our programming, seeing what's going to stick and what's not going to stick what people want. We we love and all of our programming comes from what people have told us they want. It's not like, oh, we're just going to do this just because. It's because someone has given us that idea like, "Oh, it would be really cool if you did this or that." Like people love sharing their ideas and we love taking them and doing something with them. And it really makes them part of that process too. And I think that that's why we have so many people that always like to come back to us. People are always asking like so what is PSA? It's a really loaded question, right? Like how do I sum up all the things in a like mm-hmm. a really quick, you know, in a really quick way. Um And, you know, because we are an arts organization, things are starting to change and and art's starting to be more respected for all of the ways that it can impact individuals and communities. So like we're now changing, not changing our narrative because we've always been doing this, but we're sharing now what that actual impact can be. So we do have economic impact, especially when we're doing public art, right? And we have health impact because art is is used as a tool of resilience for mental health, for all for all types of people. And then the other is educational impact, but also like what Manny was saying, just the the everyday stories that this has actually impacted someone's life. We've had people move here to Nashua because of us. We've had people that were in very dark place and it changed their life completely. There's so many to talk about, but like for art to be this thing that's always looked at as like, oh yeah, that's just art. That's just this thing. Like there's no there's no foundation to it, right? But there's so much more. And we're starting to have a space now to really share
0: what that can be and how we can do it in our own way. I started getting a little emotional as you were talking there. (laughs) To be honest. (laughs) I'm like, oh that's so true. Like is there like a story that you have from where you saw somebody like just really blossom or, or light up doing this kind of work that you, that you're super proud of. So we have those stories, like almost every time we have an event or we have, they come into our space. So
2: that's really cool. Like people are just inspired and like, so excited to know that this exists, (laughs) you know, like, um, but yeah, yeah, we've had the stories um, uh, again. um, One of our very close friends actually, who wasn't a friend at the time, heard about us and, is a dancer, and we had we had a really cool collaborative event where we had um it was our anniversary event, it was one of our signature events that we did pre-COVID, where we had like live art battles, DJ battle, fashion show, mm. art vendors, um, obviously DJs and music. And he came to one of these events and he's like, This I can be here, I can stay here now. Like, there's a place mm. for me to exist in this world. And I think that's just so beautiful. Like, and now he's one of our really, really close friends and actually just recently expressed interest to join the board. So like, that is huge. That is so huge for us to like, know that not only has this made an impact on your life, you know, years ago, but like, you're still around and you now want to be part of this in a, in a bigger way. Like that, that's one of the biggest ones for me.
1: Even like most recently too, um, I've noticed uh, the trajectory of one of my close like it's like my brother um, going from like being in a very tough, very tough like place in his life. He's always been creative. He's he's a he's a jeweler. He creates art. He loves photography. He loves videography too. But he's jack of never, all
0: trades. <laughs>
1: yeah, but he's never really like took took that the interest into, into being creative as a, to try to go as a, to become a full-time creator. And he came here um, almost two years now to try to connect with me on, on a business idea. Um, And that just kept evolving. And then eventually we found that we can use his help over at PSA. So we offered him a position to, to work with us. And he's become like, my confidant, like my like right hand man, Cecilia's right hand man too. This man is a powerhouse. But not only like does he help us with the things that we need, need done for positive street art, but he has been like extremely creative at the HQ using our studio. He's used it more than Cecilia and I. We've been learning about art in 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 a from a business perspective together, and you know we like thought of like what's the number of art pieces that you need to create in order to be able to showcase somewhere right and we're and like we're like you need to like to have like over 20 at least that are ready to sell that are like good pieces of artwork that you're happy happy with that you can like show to the public right and then that number became 30 and then he's like all right I'm gonna make my 30 pieces of artwork and then he's just like when ham <laughs> and not just that but it wasn't like the idea of just like throwing stuff together just so that he can hang something more like he's poured his heart and soul into these paintings and they're freaking beautiful and this is something that he's never like envisioned himself doing um and he's like wouldn't welcome the idea of calling himself an artist Right, mm-hmm. and now he's all into it. So like seeing the whole entire trajectory from two years ago to where he's at now, and like how happy he is doing this work, and like how happy we are working with him—all of that is just like I don't know—it's it's just amazing. Like I realized that for myself when I came here, um, came back to to Nashville after college, um, and I met with Cecilia. I met Cecilia for the first time. And we met a lot of the people in our community. How much they wanted to pour into us, right? And like that, like it's something that would like continues to stay with us. Like it takes it takes a, a village. Like it literally took Nashua to build me as an artist to build Cecilia as an artist. Like we want to just continue to, to 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 pay it forward. Like it's gonna take a lot. Like. You know, if it takes a village to build me, then Posada Streeter could definitely build Nashville. You know what I mean? And like, and and in other communities around, like, like we're trying to do this work to to continue that, to foster other people's like minds and creativities. Like, I, I I'm all for that. So, and th- that that is one of those stories that like is, I'm living every day, and I'm like fully enjoying the experience of watching this man like be creative and like like answer some of his like life questions through art like it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing i i saw it for myself when i was when i was going through it as that like like through my own challenges but seeing it from from another person's perspective like as being the 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 audience here instead of the creator like it's just is amazing and like i'm so thankful to be part of that journey
0: I mean, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm like, oh man, that's just like, it just hit my heart just so hard. Like, it's just, just the power of like, that art has to transform, to like transform people's lives and communities and spaces. Like, oh my Lord. Yeah. It does. And all you need to do,
1: and all you need to do to repay art back is just be open to the possibilities. That's all you need to do. Just be open.
2: Art has saved us and all we want to do is share that with everybody else. Like we, that's all, that's our whole goal. That's why we're what, that's why we're doing this, you know, 11, 12 years ago (laughs) when we first met, like we didn't have a place here (laughs) and now we, so we created it and now other people don't have to have that barrier for them and they can have this space to freely express themselves and, and just have a place to come
0: and enjoy the creative life. Well, I'm excited to come visit <laughs> and to like, just be like steeped in this, in just all of that goodness and just to be, to spend time with both of you. Cause it's, oh my lordy. Nashua is very lucky to have both of you. And it sounds like you both feel like Nashua's like that you're lucky to have Nashua too.
1: Yes, exactly. That's, that's how I feel. I think this community has definitely embraced us and we have embraced it. So.
2: Mm. Yeah. And although we're headquartered here, we have expanded outside of Nashua. We've done programming outside of Nashua. We've done art all the way up in coos county which is like the tippity top of new hampshire some people don't even know that we have a mural in Honduras or a couple murals in honduras like we've been other places um so nash was not it for us we Mm -hmm. have we have a lot in store for the future and how we're going to grow and share this what that looks like we don't know yet Um, we have all the ideas um, but we'll just see how it unfolds over I mean, nine of the years. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I think, yeah. So I think we're just we're working towards being able to share this experience more with as many people as we possibly can. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, what I what I meant by like, I I, I know um, it's uh, what we have right now is um, it's a proof of concept. Like we wanted to to prove to ourselves and to the community that there's a need for, for this sort of thing. You know, you have uh, boys and girls, boys and girls club. We have pal, we have girls Inc. and then other um, after afterschool um, organizations that are like meant to, to, to help kids, you know, after school. And we wanted to have something similar to that, but not just for kids. Right. So we wanted to have, we want to have a space where all creatives can come to, to en- enjoy the arts right and then boys and girls club and and pal and all those they do great with um programming for kids and they even offer arts for for kids as well but i think we've kind of like found this niche this niche for for the arts that kids love and i think we have the resources to be able to do to do that in in a in a very like in the best way possible for for the arts, um, for the kids and 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 adults in that niche. So, like to have like some kind of like a like a public center for the arts, um, but not like for for urban arts specifically. And then to give the um, the arts the credibility that it deserves. So that's kind of that's what kind of what our goal is. Eventually, we'll, the plan is to outgrow the space that we have right now. And then get our own building in order to be able to have like things more, like more space for specific things. So definitely more in the works, more dreams to be fulfilled. um, And we're going to continue to work hard for
0: it. Yeah. Just thinking about what the future is going to hold, because I just I know like the two of you just make shit happen. Like you really do. You just make it happen. (laughs) So it's like I know it's going to come true. And I think that's that's like that's fantastic. As we're just like starting to wrap up here, I want to just ask you, what does it mean to give a damn to both of you? Like, how do you think? What does that mean to you?
2: I give a damn because, first of all, it's a just innate in my nature. It's in my nature to care. I'm an empath. Um, I'm a person a person of service. Like, I love doing things for others. I'm a mother, so I'm nurturing. I have that nurturing ability. So it's really just about sharing that. And, you know, as cliche as it sounds, like be the change you want to see in the world. Like that's pretty much what I try to live every day through, through the work that I do. Because if we didn't have this, I have no idea where I'd be. Honestly, if I didn't have this in my life, if I didn't have art in my life, if I didn't have this thing to share and inspire others, like it feeds me too to be able to share this with others. Like it's very rewarding to be able to do the work that we do. And I, but I don't do it for that reason. I do it because I knew what it was like. Um, and that's really, that's really what it boils down to. Like knowing that you've been in those spaces, I don't want other people to have those barriers, right? So anything that we can do to support any creative that just wants to explore things or have a space to showcase their art or even be validated in, in what they do. It's just so important.
1: Similarly, like I I give a damn because I can, like, I think, um, I don't know when it was that I learned this, but it was probably from family. Um, but like, if somebody needs some, some kind of help and you can, why not? Right. So like, like, if you can't answer the question why not like just do it like you don't have to think think too. like it's not much more to think just do it and then so I feel like because I've always had when well, not not because I, I've always had that kind of mentality um in my life whenever anybody needs any help um I'm, I'm, yeah why not um especially if I can if I can why not like the community has embraced me with the same kind of like why not I'm going to continue to do it moving forward, especially I'm going to do it in my own way, which is creatively in some some, some awesome way. Yeah, it's, why not? Why not give a damn?
0: Uh, it's just like in our bones, you know?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's it's in our, it's in our like, as human beings, like, we want to care for others. That's, that's why there's, what is it, eight, eight, nine billion people in this world now? Because we care.
0: And it feels like you've both found, like, such a beautiful, like a like literally and figuratively, like beautiful way to to care for everyone, to care for others through the work that you do, and just who you both are.
1: At least we give it our best try.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: yeah, we can't. Well, we don't that. do everything perfect. I'm sure there'll be some people that we've that we've
0: that we have like
1: like fallen short with or offended. Maybe I don't know, but we do our best. So.
0: I don't think anything's gonna slow either of you down it's kind of how it feels
1: yeah oh man
0: <laughs> and they're ready we're ready for it all I'm, yeah i'm excited i'm excited yeah
1: we sound- i like I like it's i hear like things like that and I'm like man i, I sound so full of myself oh um but like but like i i don't I take I take everything with a grain of salt. I take I take life at me as it comes, um, and then just react accordingly. I don't try to put too much pressure on myself. Um, when people put pressure on me, I try I, st- I take a step back. I don't try to offend people who put pressure on me. I just take a step back, see see for what it is, and if I have something to learn from it, then I will. If somebody gives me some kind of like critique of some kind, take it with a grain of salt. Like it's Okay, what is that what does that mean? You know, does that mean I'm a terrible person? No, it definitely does not mean that cuz I don't think I'm a terrible person. Does that mean I have I may have things that I need to change? Okay, let's look at that, right? And then if I do have things to change, then I'll t- I'll take those steps. Like I literally will do the work um with critique, but I try to be like like here and now.
2: Um, He's very but, unapologetically himself. Yeah. And- I'm working on that. I'm I'm very close to it because now that I'm getting older, I'm like more like I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is who I am. accept me or don't. Either way, I don't care. Like I'm yeah. still going to be. So I'm working on it. It's it's gradually getting there. But he's very good at it, which helps to balance me sometimes. He has yeah, to remind. You, me.
1: you have to be. You have to be like like unap- unapologetically yourself, but also like be very conscious of now like who you are now, what is now, like who, what's happening, like be very conscious of it and less self-conscious about it all. If you can do things that are, that is going to change, take those steps to do that. Um, If there's things that are out of your control, goodbye to those things, because they're out of your control. Whatever is under your control, try to make whatever changes you need to, to make, to, to have those effects happen, but give yourself that grace to like, Hey, it is just, it is what it is.
0: Thank you both so very, very much for today.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Rise and Rouse is created and hosted by me, Erin Allgood. It is produced and edited by Steph George of Stefania Audio. Production support from Grace Cleary-Morin and Jana Krizanova. Our theme music is written and produced by Chris Marion. If you enjoyed this conversation, please leave a five-star rating and review to help us reach more people. Make sure to follow Rise and Browse wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss your chance to hear from someone who gives a damn. Follow us on Instagram at Rise and Browse and sign up for my newsletter by going to allgoodstrategies.com.